Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, I jinxed myself. Yesterday I said, I can't really talk today, but that's just because my vocal cords are tired. Not because I'm getting sick. Well, that was a lie. I'm sick. So here we are. <laughs> Appreciate these guys, the men behind the glass, for holding down the, the uh, fort. Here's how I know that Buff City Soap has great products, though. I'm sick. I can't talk. I can't smell. I, I promise it's not. It's not the COVID. I just got. Uh, this happens to me during the fall. I, I just, it's just a throat thing. Nobody cares about that. I can smell this bag full of Buff City soap though. That's right at my feet. <laughs> Even though I can't smell anything right now. So that's awesome. Uh, congrats. I guess. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations to um, my wife to be. We're having a uh, sort of party on Sunday. Um, shower of sorts for a variety of reasons and uh buff city soap was awesome enough to hook us up with a whole bunch of soaps so i appreciate them buff city soap great friends and also great friends of the show and uh, they are the proud sponsor of carolyn the chicken doesn't know sports each week here uh, on nuanas now and they're also uh sponsoring our shower so to speak so <laughs> appreciate them for uh being a part of all the things we got going on here Tons to get to today, as always. I'm going to try my best to not lose my voice. Actually, as I hear it in the headphones, it sounds pretty good. Some dulcet tones, as it were. Uh, big Tuesday lineup featuring a whole bunch of talk about prep football, but also college basketball started last night. And there's more games tonight. So we'll go through some of that stuff right off the top here as well. We also have our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. Pete Hamill from Vertical Rays will join us. Remotely, he's going to call in from Hawaii. So he's uh, he's in paradise right now, but still wanted to contribute on his segment. So appreciate that. We also have our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best individual performances. And it's uh, not just football heavy, it's football exclusive this week. We also have some NBA buy or sell. The NBA has been going on for a couple weeks now. We actually haven't done... Hardly any talk about the NBA besides bagging on James Harden because that's Carolyn's favorite thing to do. But we have some positive stuff to talk about, namely, how about the number one pick from France, Victor Webanyama, taking the NBA by storm. I'm not going to say it's unexpected. I mean, he was touted as the the top prospect to come in the league since LeBron James, so that's pretty pretty big shoes to fill. But he's been everything that the San Antonio Spurs and the NBA want him to be. 
We also usually, on Tuesdays, are joined by a Grizz football player. But in lieu of that, we're going to talk some more uh, Lady Grizz basketball because I actually thought what we watched last night in Missoula was fascinating. Lady Grizz opened their season, which is the third season under Brian Holsinger, by hosting a really talented Gonzaga team. I mean, that that's, from a pure objective uh, observation standpoint, that's the lead for me. Gonzaga's really good. I mean, do not be surprised if Gonzaga is in the top 25 before the end of the year or even in the middle part of the year. I mean, they have five seniors that start, and they are a well-oiled machine. I couldn't believe how well they moved the ball and how well they executed. But I also saw so many different flashes of Promise, but also intrigue, but also just interesting storylines when it comes to Lady Grizz. So we'll talk a little bit about that off the top, but we'll also hear from a couple people from the Lady Grizz. We haven't really done a, a quote-unquote season preview on any of the basketball teams, so we'll start doing that uh, here this week and, and uh, probably into the next couple weeks as well. But today we'll hear from Danny Barsh, who's a Helena Capital uh, graduate, a Helena product and we'll also hear from Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Lady Grizz. So that'll be about 5.30. That'll be our Grizz Star of the Week basketball style uh, here on Nuanas Now. I went over to uh, see my friends at Palmer's Drug earlier today. And uh, I just needed to get some stuff. Needed some vitamin C. Needed some um, some cold medicine. Uh, Palmer's Drug is a wonderful pharmacy that is so interested in their customers. So often when you go to these big corporate box store pharmacies, you're just a name on the list. I mean, you're one of literally millions of customers that the big boys have on their lists. Whereas Palmer's Drug is locally owned and operated. They, they care about you. Uh, they also, though, are just a great place when it comes to, hey, here's what's going on. Here's my symptoms. You know, I mean, a lot of times you should go to the doctor, but other times, like right now, I just know I just have a cold. So I went in there and said, hey, got a little scratch in the throat. Got a little stuff. To, okay, here you go. Take this, this. Here's some vitamin C. Here's some, uh, you know, electrolytes. And, uh, you know, here's some cold medicine. Boom. You're all set. Feeling much better. So, uh, so often in Missoula, we want to shop local and, and around Montana as well. You pay a high priority on shopping local. We'll do the same thing for your pharmacies. Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug, your local pharmacists here in and around Missoula. If you want to be a part of the show here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, you always can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. You can call or text that number. Also, if you want to stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. And uh, you can also always find us on the ESPN MT app as well. We'll be giving you an opportunity to win some free Tagliari. We'll probably do that about 445. I have it on here at 4.30, guys, but actually we'll do it at 4.45 because we'll be occupied on the phone line with Pete Hamill at 4.30. So that's coming up. Uh, tag Larry Deli. Best sandwiches in Missoula, so we'll give you 25 bucks to tag. And, uh, of course, thanks for tuning in. If you're tuning in on radio around western Montana, 1029, or 102.9 FM, or if you're tuning in on SWX Montana Television. A couple texts that we've gotten from the last couple days. This Bobby Knight thing continues to resonate. Frank Gogola from the Missoulian actually asked Bobby Houck about Bobby Knight yesterday, and I was actually kind of surprised that Coach Houck and Coach Knight had never crossed paths. They actually they share some similarities um, in their just uh, sort of my way or the highway way of doing things, and uh, also just the, sort of their stern general-like demeanors. Um, but Bobby Knight spent a lot of time in, in and around Montana. He's also a big fisherman. Sounds very much like Coach Houck. But Coach Huck did say that his uh, his father had crossed paths with Bobby Knight before. So the Bobby Knight connections, Bobby Knight, if you missed the news, passed away last week at the age of 83. But the uh, Bobby Knight connections to Montana, uh, they continue to pour in. Text from last week, I was at the forum and watched the United States basketball team play West Germany. This was in the 1984 Olympics. I also met... Bobby Hall at Assembly, or Bobby Knight, excuse me, at Assembly Hall, and I still have his autograph. Also, uh, I recorded on the Grizz Fan Podcast on Sunday night. I've gotten some texts about that. We've gotten some texts here about that as well. From Brody and Billings, he said, you mentioned on the Grizz Fan Pod uh, the other day about all the NFL players from small towns. Uh, don't forget to mention Kurt Scrafford. We've got a couple texts from people about Billings, guys. I did mention this sort of framework for this book that I've been 
sort of kicking around for a long time and, and they've been incrementally working on, but certainly haven't dove nose first into yet. But, I mean, long, 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 long story short, I, I talked about it on the Grizz Fan Pod a little bit, but the premise of the book is just guys from small-town Montana that made it to the NFL and sort of the overlay between some statistical studies uh, in terms of population numbers that... Um, coming from really small towns is advantageous to making it to the NFL. The book would be about the why. How did a bunch of these guys like Troy Anderson and Mark Mariani and Shan Schillinger and Mike Person and Croy Beerman and, and Casey Fitzsimmons, Dwan Edwards, all these guys from tiny little Class B, Class C towns make it all the way to the National Football League. What are the sociological, economic, environmental factors that go into that? I got. We've gotten several texts from people in billing. So the the framework of this though is a twofold. One, it's just in the modern generation. It's over the last twenty five years. So there has been some guys from Billings earlier on. Of course, also Billings wouldn't really be applicable to the bottle we're using. We're talking about towns of less than forty thousand people. Billings, of course, has about four times that many people right now. I think the official population of Billings is. Up over 150, getting close to 160,000. So it's certainly Montana's largest city by a long shot. Um, and so, anyways, we're not neglecting Billings. That just doesn't fit the model. But also, it's been a little while since somebody from Billings went all the way to the NFL. Certainly, Kurt Scrafford's from Billings. He was a uh, Guy that went on to play eight or nine years in the NFL. Uh, Mitch Donahue's from Billings. He went to play at Wyoming and then went to play in the NFL. His son, Dylan Donahue, actually had a cup of coffee in the um, NFL as well. So there's some NFL connections to Billings for sure. Uh, we're not neglecting Billings. I just wanted to correct that. But uh, keep those texts coming in, 406-888-1029. Let's dive into a uh, – well, actually, before we get to a prep extra, let's talk just a little bit about uh, the opening of college hoops. So – First of all, I've done this rant already, but I'm going to do it again. The way that the structure and the way that the money right now works in college men's basketball compared to college women's basketball is totally different. And it's totally, in my opinion, it's it's a real bummer for the mid to low major schools in men's basketball. Men's basketball is almost completely predicated on guaranteed games during these non-conference, and that's why you see that you know the top 30, 40, 50 programs in the country, they're either playing neutral site tournaments where they're where stacked, they're stacked fields, or they're buying a bunch of home games so that they can stack up wins. Because the formula now for getting the NCAA tournament is just getting to that 19 or 20 win mark. And if you stack up 10 wins in the non-conference because you just buy them, then all you have to do is go 500 in your conference, and because the Power Five is so powerful, you could be the sixth or seventh or eighth best team in some of these Power Five conferences and still go to the NCAA tournament. So it, it's not advantageous for you at all from an RPI and net rate ranking perspective to go on and play on the road in difficult environments. Every once in a while, teams do it. Every once in a while, teams want to test themselves. Some of the best of the best aren't as scared of it because they know that they're going to get their wins one way or the other and they have a chance to really win the Power Five conferences, so they're going to get to those magic numbers and all that. But largely, the, the formula is broken, and then it's compounded when you have schools like Montana and Montana State that have great home court advantages. They can bring teams in that would draw, They could, but they're also a hard team to beat at home. So then they get into this weird deal because, you know, if you – if you're the Cats or the Grizz, right, you know you have to win the Big Sky Tournament to get into the NCAA Tournament. So that's your primary uh, priority. But you also would like to have as many wins as you can for your resume because we've seen it in the past. I mean, the Cats won 26 games last year, and they still got a, a 13 seed. The Grizz won 26 games back-to-back years. They got a 14 and a 15 seed, respectively. They got totally jobbed. So how do you figure this out? How do you get quality wins on your resume, but also how do you stack up wins where you can? How do you have home games? The fact of the matter is that here's the reason it's so flawed is last night Montana State men's basketball hosted Northwest Indian College to, to open up the Matt Logie era. They won 103-53. to 53. I have no takeaways from the game besides I got to watch a whole bunch of guys play hoops for the Cats for the first time. I have no idea 
if they are good or not, if they played well. I mean, it's a game. The the spread on the machine was like 49 points. So they 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 only covered by one, even though they won by 50. That's stupid. <laughs> they missed the over-under by, uh, or maybe they hit the over-under. It, it was close, though. 166 total points, and they, they were right there at the over-under. So I don't really know what to think about any of that. That same Northwest Indian team is in Missoula tonight. It's all about self-evaluation if you're evaluating the Grizz in tonight's home opener tonight. I, I just don't really know what uh, you can get out of these games. But I also know that the common fan, the layman fan, they they criticize the, the, the athletic departments and the administrations and the head coaches who make these schedules, and they say, well, why are you playing these games? Well, here's the number one thing you need to know. If you are a school like Montana, for example, and let's say you get a school, a Division I school to come in here, and they have a, a low net ranking. Let's say it's a net ranking below 250. That's going to directly hurt your net ranking even if you beat them. <laughs> That's so stupid. You're also going to almost certainly have to go on the road and play a couple of money games that you're going to have a really hard time winning. So those are going to be almost scheduled losses. you got to do it to fortify the budget, get some money in the coffers. All right. But how do you have enough, uh, you know, how do you balance the amount of wins and, and losses you're going to take and also balance your net rating and also be able to get some home games to get your fans excited about your players? It's just a weird deal. So when people criticize them for playing Northwest Indian, the reason they play Northwest Indian or SAG U or, you know, Yellowstone Christian or whatever, it's because they don't count. That doesn't count towards your net score at all. So it's basically just like a, an overblown scrimmage. So I guess if you're going to be critical of people, you should be critical of the system. You should be critical of the NCAA. That doesn't exist in women's basketball, and that's why, because the buy game structure is not part of it. You're still signing home and homes in women's basketball. That's why Gonzaga was in Missoula last night, and what a cool game it was. That's why BYU was in Bozeman this afternoon. The Cats home opener was a matinee because it was their annual uh, school day game. These are always so funny. You know, they bust in thousands and thousands of, of elementary school kids. So, you know, the sing-alongs and the, in between uh, during media timeouts, that's like the most entertaining part about the game because you got like thousands of little kids going crazy. They're singing Taylor Swift. They're eating so much popcorn and candy. I can't imagine what it's like to clean up the arenas after these games because every one of these kids gets some snacks and they just, they're just, they just, you know, making a mess everywhere. But it's also just fun to see all the joy and, and just how loud it gets and all the shrieking and singing and all that sort of stuff. All right, so the Cats game today was a slog. It was certainly uh, a slugfest. Neither team shot that well. Montana State particularly shot poorly. Uh, I, you know, you can see some bright spots for the Cats. They certainly have some good young talent that's going to come along pretty quickly, I think. But you can just tell that they are uh, they are still trying to figure out who's going to be the captain of the ship. I mean, they had the best point guard in the conference for four straight years in Darian White. She's the best floor general in the big sky, men or women, the last... I mean, one of the best ones I've ever covered, period, men's or women's basketball in the Big Sky Conference. So her transferring to Nebraska, they're still looking for some answers there with the Bobcats. Uh, but last night, the Lady Grizz, they lost 83-70 to to Gonzaga. The Lady Grizz certainly pushed the Bulldogs. They gave up four three-pointers in the first five minutes of the game, but then they locked in defensively, and it was a good game uh, throughout the second quarter and into the third quarter. Then early in the fourth quarter, Danny Barsh had a nice uh, putback and one. She missed the free throw, but then she dived into the scorer's table, got the ball back. That was an opportunity where if Montana would have scored right there, they could have taken the lead with about eight minutes to go, and they didn't convert after Barsh got the second chance. And then Gonzaga went on a little bit of a run, and they, and they just put Montana away. I thought Gonzaga was really good not being flustered. I thought the Lady Grizz certainly showed flashes, but I also think the Lady Grizz, are, uh, they have a lot of things to figure out before they can uh, really get it locked in. I think they have a lot of depth, a lot of, a lot of really good talent. But how does all that fit together? Who's going to play well with who? Who's going to... Uh, I mean, there's somebody amongst their top nine in terms of minutes is going to have to take... Backseat's probably the wrong word, but they're just going to have to take straight up less minutes. I mean, for example, Gina Markson's a 
a three-time All-Big Sky selection, including a two-time first-team All-Big Sky selection between her time at Idaho and then last year at Montana. And she came off the bench. She played well at the bench, but she only got 16 minutes. Part of that's because she's small. So uh, And Gonzaga's very big. So part of it's a mismatch or just a matchup thing. But the other part about this team is that Brian Holsinger is a, uh, at least he proclaims to be a defensive coach, and Nate Harris, the uh, associate head coach, is also a defensive guy, and they run a lot of complex defensive schemes. Their personnel is so offensively oriented. That's the, That was the case last year as well. So they need some of these great players like Matt Coning, Libby Stump, uh, Carmen G. Phillip. They need those all of those familiar faces to turn the corner defensively. More than anything, though, they just need to get on the same page defensively. Like last night, they were hardly talking when it came to switching screens or hedging. Who's going where? I mean, there was a couple times when half the team on the court was in zone and half the team was in man. <laughs> That's not going to get you very far. But I think that the, the good news about the Lady Grizz is that I think that there is an unbelievable amount of intrigue for this team because the talent that they have on their roster is undeniable. I think it's just going to come down to how do they make that talent all fit together? How do they mesh? Andrew, your thoughts on uh, on what we watched last night? Well, everything you said is true, Coulter. It's, it's good observations. My number one takeaway is they're just going to be uh, fun to watch, and I'm not sure that how much that translates into how good they're going to be. I think they still do have a lot of questions to answer defensively. They certainly have a lot of questions to answer, as you mentioned, with their rotations and who's playing where and who's going to get the lion's share of the minutes. I mean, Danny Bartz played 37 minutes last night, and then they had eight other girls play between 15 and 25 minutes. You're going to have to eventually sort that out. But above all of that, they were just fun to watch. And I think offensively particularly, they're going to end up with a ton of open threes. I think they're going to put up some really big numbers in some of these non-conference games and against some of the bottom of the big sky teams. I mean, they, they could be scoring 80, 90 points against some of these teams. I think a big part of that is, as you mentioned, Gina Markson's coming off the bench. Well, that's tough for her, but if she accepts yeah. that role, what does that give you? That gives you an all-conference caliber point guard on the floor at all times between her right. and Matt Koenig. Both of those girls know how to get open shots for everybody else on the floor at all times. So I think their offense is going to be just just really smooth and competent and fun to watch. I mean, they had eight turnovers in the first quarter yesterday. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that was a couple of the freshmen coming into the game for their first ever action. I mean, Adria Lincoln came in for about a minute in the first quarter, turned it over right away, came back out. They they completely turned that around. They didn't have a turnover in the second, and I think they finished with like 12. Uh, so I think their offense is going to be really, really smooth and fun to watch. I think they're going to get a ton of open three-pointers with this team. And they have a ton of shooters. And I think they, they have a ton of shooters. Okay, two questions I want you to contemplate. We'll come back to this with our Grizz Star of the Week in hour number two. One, how do you reconcile wanting to have a defensive identity when you're such an offensively oriented team in terms of personnel? This is a common theme from last year as well. And two, Brian Holsinger, who we'll hear from in a little while, he has said many times, when we're making mistakes defensively, I'm going to pull players out of the game. So I want to debate the pros and cons of that because he certainly wants to make a statement in terms of his uh, requirements to play defense. But also, I think it's hard to learn how to play defense as a team unit unless you can just make mistakes. You gotta, you kind of gotta play through it. So we'll talk about those two things here in just a little while. It's time now for our prep extra. It's presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Here's a look at how it all went down over the weekend. We'll start with the small schools because a lot of times the bigger schools get a lot of the run. Uh, we'll start with all the games that played out on Saturday because a lot of those got overshadowed because we're so college football heavy on Saturday. In Class A, how about Corvallis? Blue Devils into the Class A semifinals for the first time since 1976. So certainly a historic season to be sure there at Corvallis. They get to the semis thanks to a 24-17 win over Laurel. They'll host Columbia Falls because the Wildcats went to Billings Central and handed the Rams their first loss of the season. Cody Schweikert 
connected with Chance Miller and Jace Hill on a pair of long touchdowns and also ran for a score. Of course, Schweikert is a future Grizz, and Columbia Falls beats Billing Central 21-16. So Columbia Falls at Corvallis, one of the semifinals. In Class A on the other side, Lewistown, they breeze past Hamilton 36-13. So they are into the semis, and they'll take on Dillon. Dillon outlasted Haver 28-21. So the Beavers will host the defending state champs uh, in Lewistown. Class B, Florence Carlton, these defending state champs, they remain alive, and they remain in the driver's seat. They had little trouble with Columbus. They won 36-14. They will host Red Lodge. Red Lodge ran past Three Forks 56-18, so the Rams remained undefeated as well. The other semifinals, Manhattan crushed Shepard 46-0. And then uh, the upset of the uh, tournament so far in Class B, Jefferson outlasts Eureka 36, or excuse me, 33-32 in overtime. The uh, Panthers scored with 19.6 seconds remaining in regulation to tie it, and then they got a 10-yard run in overtime from Jack Johnson to cap an upset victory of Eureka. Eureka had only lost once before that, so uh, their season comes to an abrupt end. Class C, eight-man. Belt destroys Weibo 70-6. Ennis all over circle, 61-26. Fort Benton destroys Superior, 44-30. And Fairview, no trouble with our lease, 70-28. Class C, six-man. Custer, Heisha, Melstone. Blast, Westbury, Granora, 65-28. Harleton, Rygate, Judith Gap. Wins a crazy back-and-forth shootout against Hot Springs, 65-60. Centerville, no trouble with West Yellowstone, 48-15. And then Freud Lake, how about this, 79-75 over Chester Joplin Inverness. 79-75, that's a wild game, crazy. But Freud Lake, they remain alive to defend their state championship as well. In Class AA, those are the only Friday night games. Kalispell Glacier beat Missoula Sentinel, 46-12. They'll host Bozeman Gallatin. Bozeman Gallatin uh, blasted Helena High, 40-6. Then on the bottom side of the bracket, Bozeman High School beats Butte High 31-7, and the Hawks will host Helena Capital after the Bruins beat Billings West 28-10. We will hear from Helena Capital head coach Kyle Mahelish, Council Glacier head coach Grady Bennett, Bozeman head coach Levi Weshi, and Bozeman Gallatin head coach Hunter Chandler. We got five good minutes each with those four gentlemen for our ESPN Roundtable prep football style. We'll play that for you tomorrow during the 5 o'clock hour. So looking forward to that. Appreciate all four of those guys for giving me a couple minutes during this uh, incredibly busy time of year. Your number one storyline right now, though, in high school football, is that all five classifications, AA, AB, eight-man, and six-man, all have their defending state champions alive in the bracket still in the Final Four. That's incredible. That never happens. You'll see a, a team or two make another run at it, but to have all five defending state champs, Helena Capital at AA, Fergus in Class A, Florence in Class B, Belt in eight-man, and Freud Lake in six-man, that's amazing. I, I don't know if there's like a why to this if it, or if it's just completely circumstantial and a complete coincidence, but it's it's fascinating to me. And all of these teams deserve a ton of credit. But like you talk about Belt, Belt has a couple guys back from last year's team. Well, if you have a couple guys back on an eight-man team, you got a really good team again. Freud Lake, they only got six guys. Guess what? One of them is a Division One guy. Mason Deathman is one of the top prospects in the state of Montana, and he's up there playing six-man football. So that's going to get you quite a way. So those ones, they make a lot of sense to me. But Helena Capital, I mean, and then there's the tradition of the program and the great coaching and all that sort of stuff. But that's what you, how, how I would describe Helena Capital, Lewistown, and Florence. Capital lost four guys to the Division I ranks and a whole bunch of other guys to the Frontier Conference. Capital has had as many guys in the East-West Shrine game last year as anybody. And then they just reloaded, and here they are in the semifinals. Lewistown, they had a whole bunch of great athletes that graduated from last year. And they've just reloaded. And Florence, same thing. I mean, they put four guys in, on Division I rosters in the last couple of years, and they haven't missed a beat. They're still undefeated. They're actually having a better regular season this year than they did last year, the Falcons are. So a testament to the, 
the coaching staffs there, uh, Kyle Mahelish and his staff at Helena Capital, Derek Weir and his staff at Fergus, and Pat Duchesne and his staff at Florence. Uh, but it's pretty cool. I mean, like they say, one of the only things in sports that's harder than winning a championship is winning a second straight championship, and uh, that's exactly where we're at for all of the state defending state champions in high school football in Montana. We'll see who can take one next step to the championship round this upcoming weekend. More on that a little later on. That's our Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Take a break. Our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week featuring Pete Hamill is next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Don't really have many regrets, but I do regret not going to see Goose this year when they were out at the Catalyst Amphitheater. They're rad. Robert Chase loved it. He's the one that showed them to me. If you ever change the channel off 1029 ESPN Radio, you are allowed to go to 1033 The Trail. You can also check out 1045 The UR 1059 Jack FM. Nothing else is allowed, though. Thanks. Tommy made it so that all the stations are just one notch away from each other. So you can just keep it right here on the Missoula Broadcasting Company family for uh, four different scrolls in a row. Welcome back to 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Time now for a Vertical Rays Player of the Week. Vertical Rays is an awesome organization that helps various different teams, clubs, uh, sporting organizations, nonprofits raise money. Uh, with using their awesome and uh, very efficient online platform. And they've been kind enough to sponsor and support our Class AA Player of the Week each week. Pete Hamill, who's a former Grizz football player and uh, high school sports enthusiast, he uh, spearheaded this idea, and uh, he's been kind enough to join us with his selections each week. And then we've been giving the kids some trophies yeah, courtesy of our great friends down at All American Trophy every week, so uh, it's been fun. I love I love seeing the kids get the trophies, and um, it's been a a cool deal to be a part of. So appreciate uh, Pete for this idea. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in Pete Hamill. Usually he joins us in the studio, but instead uh, he's coming to us from Paradise. He's in Hawaii right now for work. So uh, Peter, thanks for being here, man. How's it going? What are you doing? You you're just basking in the sun, laying on the beach? What's what's going on? <laughs> No, man. I stay up on the mountain when I'm here um, and went and launched a couple fundraisers this morning that went exceptionally well. And, and now I'm back at the place chatting with you. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm I, I'm doing great. I can't talk. I have some sort of laryngitis or something, but that's okay. It's not like it's important for my line of work or anything. Um, I'm never going to feel bad for you again now knowing that you get to go to Hawaii in the winter all the time. Uh, yeah, um, it was a, a pretty solid piece of career engineering. <laughs> to pull this one off. Certainly is. Well, let's talk about uh, the Class AA playoffs. We've been giving away these players the league awards, and now uh, they keep getting pared down. You know, it used to be we're selecting somebody from a choice of like eight or ten games each weekend, and then last weekend we're down to just four games. And uh, for as competitive as the AA has been this year, the cream has certainly risen to the the the, the cream has risen to the top. And to the brackets, chalk. We got one versus two on both sides. Councilman Glacier hosting Bozeman Gallatin and uh, Helena Capital going on the road to play at Bozeman High. So uh, just take us through some of your nominees from this last week. Who uh, who performed well in those quarterfinals games? 
Yeah, I was thinking about it. I have a lot less to say because there's fewer games. But, right. um, man, Jackson Presley was, you know, we talked about him all year. Jackson Presley killed it uh, four touchdowns in the second half. Um, Cash Gokichia had his third kickoff or touchdown of the t- kickoff return touchdown of the year. Did you know that? That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, he's definitely. By the way, as always, we're repurposing some of these guys as our Treasure State stars as well. And Cash Gokichia is definitely one of them because, I mean, that has to be some sort of a, at least close to a record, right? I mean, three in one sure. year is crazy. Like three in your in your life is an amazing number, let alone three in in ten games or whatever it's been. Yeah, I think that Jerry Louie McGee had a bunch for the for the Lake City Timberwolves back in high school. But I believe that is exceptional. Um, Kobe Dorches had three touchdowns. I, I mean, we should recognize Danny Sermon for ste- stepping in for Sentinel um, admirably and playing quarterback and, and kind of making them relevant in the playoffs. That was a pretty cool thing to see. Um, Bozeman's quarterback, Kellen Harrison, really good week. Ran for two, tossed another one. Merrick Mahelish had another big day. I mean, I think good performances from the chalk teams, kind of like you said, uh, across the board, man. Those guys played really well and, and not a lot of real close games last Friday night. Well, the... the uh... The sort of tie that binds outside of Bozeman. Bozeman's just been, a, I mean, Bozeman has a cool story because they have been motivated since their last loss, which happened to be in the state championship game last year. Well, then the other three, yeah. they have all been motivated by their last loss as well. They just came at different times. Glacier lost early, losing in Ranchi Stadium to Butte in the Western AA opener for both teams. Then Gallatin lost middle when they lost to, to Bozeman High in week five. Capital lost a little late when Glacier blew the doors off of them and beat them 56-0. But I think all four head coaches from these programs would tell you the last loss, no matter when it might have came, whether it was last year or early season, mid-season, or late season this year, was absolutely the turning point of their teams. And I think that's what makes this cool. How how all of these teams have responded to their most recent loss is why I think they're all in this uh, great position. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes great teams, right? Um, I, I thought it was probably beneficial for Glacier to you, to lose right out of the gate because everybody was talking about them about being the greatest team that they see in Montana in a while. And Jackson Presley is an incredible player and, and they hadn't seen anything like it. And then they get beat um, early on. And I think it really motivated them to turn around. And, and same thing with the other groups. You know, how you respond to a loss is what defines you in this game. Well, uh, without further ado, who is our Class AA Vertical Rays Player of the Week this week? I'll let you announce it since it was uh, since it was your pick. Who you got? I got Quinn Clark, and uh, we we've been we've been nominating this guy every week, and it's pretty easy to nominate because he's a touchdown machine. He's an absolute freak athlete. I mean, the kid is a stud in basketball. He's an outstanding high jumper in track, and uh, he's all of six foot five, six foot six, and uh, that's why he's going to the Big Ten. He's always way to Nebraska, but I mean, this is partly because of just the the total body of work because the guy seems like he's scoring multiple touchdowns in multiple ways every week. But you go out and you have uh, two receiving touchdowns plus you run in a score, all of them in the second half as uh, Gallatin pulls away from Helena High. This was a 13-6 to game at halftime, and it ended up 40-6, to and a huge part of that was uh, Quinn Clark and his performance. So congratulations, Quinn Clark, Bozeman Gallatin Sr. You are our vertical raise at Class AA Player of the Week this week. Yeah, and to be fair, Quinn, you could have won, you could have won it every week. Um, <laughs> right. Man, great season. Yeah, I mean, we really could have given it to him like four or five times. So, uh, good job by him, and uh, pretty cool what uh, Hunter Chandler and his crew have done over there at Bozeman Gallatin, and that's going to be a heck of a game, man. Uh, a little PSA for you. I know we have a lot of listeners from all around the state, uh, and one place we're really trying to build up our listenership a little more is up in the Flathead Valley, but certainly um, great performances by individual athletes and players up there pushes the needle forward a little bit. But I was talking to Grady Bennett, the head coach of Kalispell Glacier, earlier um, this week. There's only been a handful of semifinal playoff games up there in the Flathead Valley ever. I mean, even with all the great Flathead High teams, a lot of times, you know, even if those teams made the playoffs, they'd have to go on the road. The AA playoffs used to only have four qualifiers, so it was really hard to get home games in the semis. This will be the fifth time Glacier has hosted a semifinal over the last, you know, however long they've existed. I think it's year 18 or 19 of existence for Glacier. But if you're in and around the area on Friday night, go check this out because you're going to see so many good athletes. I mean, Glacier has a handful of surefire D1 guys. Galton has a Big Ten guy and then a couple other guys that are certainly uh, going to be in that Big Sky 
conference type uh, recruit mix. So there's a lot of talent up there on the field, and uh, that should be a good one. I think both these semifinals are going to be good as well. What's Glacier's record up in the Flathead in the playoffs? Do you know? Isn't it really, really good? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, when, when they have great teams, Grady Bennett does a great job of capitalizing on that. Uh, it's still been crazy, though, because they have always been a really great program that's pr- churned out so much talent, but they still just have the one state title to their uh, credit back in, I think, 2014. Um, but they've been there. They've been in the mix. They've been to this point of the playoffs a lot. I mean, basically almost every year. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But uh, I think both games, the one in Glacier and the one in Bozeman, will be good ones. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, I'm really surprised by Capital, really impressed that, you know, I, I was listening to you earlier, they lost a bunch of guys and to come back this strong is uh, a testament to, to how Coach Malish runs that program and, and really good by all these groups across the board, losing some guys and getting back up there. Pete Hamill, Vertical Rays here on Nuanas Now. It's our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. We'll have a couple more. We'll have one going into the state championships, one coming out of the state championships, and we'll have some postseason awards for you as well. Uh, while we got you, Pete, just tell people about Vertical Rays. That's what brings you to Hawaii, right? You can help people raise money all across the whole globe. Yeah, and I started working for Vertical Rays when I was living out here. Um, out here, it's a really necessary thing because travel expenses are so are so high and parents get left on the hook to take care of a lot of things. And we don't have that problem to the same degree in Montana, but I, I think that um, it's a really good way to raise some money and alleviate some of those costs from parents. We just... Um, we crowdsource your fundraising efforts. We use email, text, and social media to get the word out that you need to raise a little bit of money for your program, and all those people that maybe don't live in town and they don't live locally can um, help contribute to their loved ones and their friends and family, and it's been a, a really good way for a lot of groups to raise a bunch of money to help fund their programs, help give them the same kind of memories that you and I got to make in high school. Gotta love it. Peter Hamill from Vertical Race. Thanks for being here, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me, Coulter. Take care. There you go. A vertical Raise a great organization, helping people raise money for uh, worthwhile causes, certainly. Treasure State Stars. Well, I just gave you a bunch of them from the AA ranks. How about all the standouts from all the other classifications of high school football? That's next. Keep it right here. Plus, we got free sandwiches. Tag Larry Deli. All on the other side. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Radio Missoula. No, I was now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's uh, not quite the holiday season, but I know some people want to be Christmas shopping already. Here's a here's here's a great Christmas gift. I would love to get this kind of Christmas gift. Get some really nice olive oil, some pasta, some pasta sauce, some custom Italian goods at Taglieri Deli. They have a wonderful selection of, of Italian goods at both locations. One is on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. The other is on Wyoming Street in the bottom floor of the Cognizant Building there in the Sawmill District. Great place to do uh, some holiday shopping or just if you need a present for any and all occasions. Uh, check out Tagliari Deli. It's the sandwiches, though, that keep you coming back for more. Best sandwiches in the city of Missoula and the state of Montana. Don't believe me. Both the Food Network and People Magazine have named them best sandwiches in Montana. You want to $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. Call number four. We got it for you, 406-888-1029. It's time now for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. We gave you all of our double-A ones there with our vertical raise Player of the Week, all the other nominees land on our Treasure State Stars list, but here's some uh, from the smaller classifications. We'll start in Class A. How about Logan Avery? He scored the go-ahead touchdown from 16 yards out midway through the third quarter, and then Corvallis' defense pitched a shutout from there as Corvallis gets past Laurel 24-17. So congratulations to Logan Avery. Treasure State Star number two, how about Cody Schweikert? He's a future Grizz. He threw two touchdowns and ran for a third as Columbia Falls Goes on the road to Billing Central and knocks off the Rams. First loss of the season for Billing Central. And Columbia Falls, behind their Grizz-bound quarterback, is into the semifinals of the Class A playoffs after a 21-16 win over Billing Central. Mason Arlington lands on the list again. Uh, He's the quarterback for the Florence Falcons. 
He ran for two scores and threw two more. As Florida State undefeated, they trounced a really good Columbus team, 36-14. So that train keeps on rolling. Florence looks like they're going to be pretty tough to beat at the Class B level. Manhattan is hard to pick one uh, young man there because they beat Shepard 46-0, so definitely a comprehensive team effort. But our selection for Manhattan is George Stewart. He threw two touchdown passes as the Tigers moved to 10-1. and uh, Treasure State star number five. How about Jack Johnson? He scored a 10-yard touchdown in overtime to lift Jefferson to a 33-32 win over Eureka. That was the upset of the weekend, so congratulations uh, to Jack Johnson. Red Lodge, they had a couple 100-yard rushers, so they get two Treasure State stars. Owen Reynolds rushed for 165 yards and three TDs. Chase Cook added 115 yards and three more scores. And Red Lodge all over three forks, 56-18. to Into the Class C eight-man ranks. Some of these stat lines are amazing. How about Ethan Triplett? He did it all, and that's not an exaggeration. He rushes for three touchdowns, two of them over 40 yards. He catches a 56-yard touchdown, and he takes an interception 34 yards for another score. So this guy scored, count him up, one, two, three, four, five touchdowns in three different ways on two different sides of the ball. <laughs> That's pretty good. That'll get you uh, halfway home to the 70 points that Belt hung on Weibo. So congratulations to Ethan Triplett. Clint Bunyan, how about this guy? He also went completely nuts. Six touchdown passes and ran for a seventh as Ennis destroys Circle 61-26. That's, uh, the uh, Mustangs into the semifinals for the first time since 2017. There was all sorts of fireworks in the Fairview R. Lee game, including Jackson Vitt and Tyler Lone taking kickoffs back for scores in the same quarter. Wyatt McPherson also added three third-quarter rushing touchdowns, and Lone, who took one of the kicks back for a touchdown, he also threw a touchdown strike uh, and scored a rushing touchdown. So a bunch of fireworks there, but Tyler Lone is the one that gets the Treasure State star after taking a kickback, throwing a touchdown, and rushing in a touchdown in R. Lee's, or excuse me, Fairview's 70-28 win over RLE. Lane Duncan of Custer Heisham Melstone throws five touchdown passes and runs in two more as a CHM beats Westby Granora 65-28. to And then uh, in the uh, last shootout of the six-man level, Mason Deathman. He is, he's the guy to watch at that level. He's a Division I bound prospect. He's going to Montana State and uh, he's got his team still alive for a second straight state championship. Uh, he threw a 65-yard touchdown with 2:11 left to play, and uh, his team, the Red Hawks of Freud Lake, they rallied from a 29-point second-half deficit to post a 79-75 win over Chester Joplin Inverness uh, in the six-man playoffs to advance to the semifinals. So there you go. That's your Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union. Loves to say yes. Uh, here's where we're at with the Big Sky basketball docket. We talked a little bit about the Lady Grizz, and we'll talk more about them a little later on. They played Gonzaga last night here in Missoula. They lost 83-70. to Certainly some flashes of intrigue and interest when it comes to the Lady Grizz. That's always been the case. I mean, they're certainly one of the hottest tickets in, in sports in Montana. And uh, even though they've had some, some down years, particularly compared to their unbelievable history and tradition, um... There's certainly always going to be a lot of interest and intrigue there. I'm also very intrigued by the Montana State women's basketball team because it's a whole new era now. They had this core that was you know, sort of spearheaded by and highlighted by Darian White and Cola Badbear. They both decided to pursue their fifth seasons elsewhere. So they're going to be a new-look team for sure. I thought uh, Malia Ingen, who's the um, freshman from Cole Strip, I thought she showed flashes today in Montana State's 68-60 loss to BYU this afternoon. I think Mara Dykstra is going to have an opportunity to fill a much bigger role as uh, sort of the stretch post that Trisha Binford loves in her high-tempo offense. And then, of course, you do have a couple stalwarts like Lexi Deedon, K.J. Lamardo. I think they're both proven players in the Big Sky Conference. They've proven they can be pretty good. But I think it's going to be fascinating to watch these teams evolve. When it comes to the men, I mean, Montana State has a whole new roster. There's really nobody that you noticed on the Bobcats, save maybe like Tyler Patterson. Sam Lekalot, Patrick McMahon. Pretty much everybody else is new, so it's sort of dizzying to watch them against Northwest Indian. It's also tough to see like what they really wanted to do 
under first-year head coach Matt Logie where they're playing a completely overmatched uh, non-Division I team. That brings me to what I wanted to ask you, Andrew, just quickly. We'll get into more, some more Grizz hoops in the second hour. We're also going to talk some NBA in the second hour as well. But the Grizz men's team opens up tonight against Northwest Indian College. Again, I already went on my rant about like how it's hard to analyze teams against this level of opponent, but just what are you going to be watching or what has excited? What are the analysis points coming out of this game tonight for the Grizz men's basketball team? I think number one thing I'm going to be looking for is shot creation and, and who's able to do it, who's able to get their own shot. They ran so much through Josh Bannon last year. Uh, that uh, it sort of colors the evaluation of this team. I mean, we know Anand Moody is going to be able to get his own shot whenever he wants. Who else steps up and is able to do that? Brandon Whitney probably can. Um, who who else? Right. Who else? Because you you can't you can't dump it to Josh Bannon at the elbow and run cutters off of him and run dribble handoffs and get something good anymore. Who's going to be the fulcrum? Who's going to be sort of the the creation hub for this team? Who do they go to? Uh, you know, late in the shot clock, particularly, you know, I think Anand Moody's probably going to play about 15 or 20 minutes tonight. Right. In the second half, when he's not on the floor, who do they go to late in the shot clock when they need a bucket? Well, it's a great point, too, because Moody is a great scorer, but he's an off-the-ball player. He doesn't really create his own shot. He does every once in a while, but mostly it's off all their actions and stuff, so it's a great point. And he doesn't create for anybody else. That's also true, right. So you need to you need to have, you know, he is a prolific scorer, and we saw it, like, when he is running around crazy off the ball and getting his to his spots, he can go nuts like he did at the Big Sky Tournament where he scored 28 points and completely filled it up. Well, then the, the following game when the Grizz lost to end their season – they just face guarded him, denied him the ball, and then Montana had really no answers offensively. So that's uh, a great point. I can't wait to see how all this stuff comes together. I'm also going to have my eyes on Money Williams. The hype is growing around this kid. He was a, uh, the California Player of the Year for the, the division he comes from out of the Bay Area. I've heard rumblings from internally that they think he's the most talented freshman that they've had under this coaching staff who's been here now for 10 seasons. And that's saying something because they've had some really good ones. So uh, I can't wait to get my eye on this kid as well. We'll have uh, better evaluation points a little bit down the road. But uh, in earnest, the Grizz basketball season open up, opens up tonight at Dahlberg Arena against Northwest Indian, who lost last night 103-53 to to the Bobcats in Bozeman. Hour 1 of the Bucks, Hour 2 coming at you. A little buy-sell NBA style. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 